welcome to the Dream Lab series podcast where we go behind the mindsets of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz. I am your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Castillo and I'm your life and business coach. Today we're joined by Sheree Hager. She is the co-founder and CEO of SALT, a women-owned B Corp that creates reusable and sustainable period care products that replace disposable pads and tampons. I'm so excited for this conversation because if you guys have been following me on social media, right before the pandemic, after I had my third son and I got my period back after that postpartum um, period, I decided, you know what? I'm done with tampons. I haven't used pads in years. I want to find something that's sustainable, that's a healthier choice for my body. And I looked, I was terrified, I'll be honest. I was terrified and I decided that I was going to give menstrual cups a try. And thank God, because just as I was getting the hang of my salt cup, the world shut down and I was so grateful that I didn't have to keep running to my local pharmacy for more tampons. <laughs> Sherry, welcome to the show. I'm so thrilled to be here. What a fun story. So many people have had that same aha moment. <laughs> yeah, welcome. And, you know, I, um, you know, th this is like a very trusted safe space, like our audience know, like I actually haven't had the chance to use one because after my second baby, I ended up for the first time actually getting an IUD and I haven't had an actual period to use it. But through Audrey's story, everybody I've like sent to and I recently my cousins I say last year my cousins came from El Salvador and I was like you have to try this they're like what is it what is it I'm like I don't know I was like Audrey says use this one I showed her a YouTube video and they have been liking it because she said that when they travel now just life has gotten a little bit easier so thank you so yes. much for the work you do but Yes. For those who don't know who you are and are not familiar with what a menstrual cup is, can you first tell us like who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about SALT? Yeah, I'm Sheree Hager. We founded SALT in 2018, so about six years going strong. I come from Latin heritage, so my mom is Argentine. Um, I lived in Argentina when I was young. I also lived in Brazil, so I speak Spanish and Portuguese. And I have six children and five of them are daughters. Mm. And so periods are a big deal in our house. <laughs> the little caboose is a son, which is super fun. And my mom also had six children. So I came from, you know, strong Latin heritage and got to see her example of hard work. You know, immigrant families, you just, you don't take anything for granted. You're, you are taught to love the freedom of the country that we live in and to, you know, really work hard for everything that you do. And that's really what helped my entrepreneurship and helped me get into this business. Yeah. And I, I love that story. I think what you just said, which is like, you know, being connected to your culture and heritage, I know that played a big part in how SALT got started. Can you share a little bit about that story? Yeah, I will. So my husband is actually born in Venezuela. So he, his dad is Venezuelan. And I was speaking to his aunt in Venezuela, and she was describing just how dire the situation is there, which you all are very well aware of. But, you know, dictatorship, high inflation makes for a bad recipe to be able to get the items you need. And so she couldn't find anything on store shelves, you know, diapers for children and, you know, food and formula, let alone things like pads and tampons. And she told me, you know, I haven't seen a pad or tampon in like you know, three years. And I was like, en serio, no me digas. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, what, are, what would you do? And I thought of my five daughters and this dependence that we have on disposables really kept me up at night. And I thought, what else is out there to be able to solve this problem? 
So I was looking into all sorts of reusable options for personal care items. And I happened across the menstrual cup for the first time. And I was like, what is this? I've never seen it before. And this is what most people say. And here I am a grown woman in my thirties at the time. And I'd never seen this option. And I just had to try it. I tried it out. I fell in love with it. The fact that you could wear it for 12 hours, you couldn't even feel that it was in. I would forget that I was on my period. It holds three to four times more than a tampon. You know, it helps maintain your natural pH and it literally lasts 10 years. And so I never had to visit the tampon aisle again. I had one in my purse, one in my bathroom, and that was it. I was taken care of. And this freedom and confidence I felt, I thought, oh my goodness, I've got to get this out to my friends and to 60% of the menstruating world that lives in period poverty and they can't afford these pads and tampons, just like my family in Venezuela. That was one of the big aha moments I had is that as I looked at that situation, I realized this is actually most of the world that struggles mm. with these options that is trying to find, you know, options for period care. And when young girls hit puberty, you know, they start their periods, you start to see school dropout rates just skyrocket because they don't have the access to items to care for their period. And that is really what drove my passion to start this business. I said, this is just something I have to do for the world. It's great for us, you know, in the US, in first world nations. Um, it's a convenience factor. It's comfortable, but it is really life changing for people across the world. So that that's what got me started. It's a big why. And you have to have a big why to be able to survive the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And that is absolutely a huge why. I, I think back to being 12 years old, 13 years old in school and being embarrassed if like I bled through my pad. So I can't imagine being a young girl in another country that doesn't have the luxuries that we have. That definitely is a big why. Another thing is being Latinas, we don't talk about our periods. It's yeah, hush. You don't say that you have it. You don't tell anybody that you have it. So even for me, when I started talking about this, a lot of people were like, I'll be quiet with that. So how <laughs> did you start a business being Latina about period care? What was it like to break that stigma? Yeah, there are certainly a lot of stigmas around period care, and there's even more stigmas around reusable period care. So we knew that going into it, and actually we wanted to make our packaging and our brand be so beautiful, something that was Instagram worthy, something that would that would stand out on store shelves and flip that stigma and showcase it for the beautiful product that it is, that it's better for your environment, it's better for your body, it's more comfortable, it really taps into the clean beauty movement, you know, the clean cleaning products movement and these macro trends of like zero waste. And I really saw that fitting in with it. We wanted to make it just as beautiful as those movements. But coming from a Latina perspective, I want to talk to that for a moment because I felt like my mom was pretty progressive as an Argentine because you know that most of the Latina world uses pads. They don't use inserted products like tampons. It's, yep. I, think, I think the stats are like 2% yeah. use tampons. And so she taught me how to use a tampon right away when I got my period and it was actually very straightforward and speaking to me about it. So I was really grateful for her street smarts, for her having those open conversations when I was young. So I think that helped me with this business. But it was funny because despite her being as progressive as she was with tampons, I don't think she thought that the cups actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would, I would talk to her about it. I said, oh my gosh, this is amazing. She's like, yeah, 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 okay. You know, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and when, as the business started to grow, you know, and I would tell her, hey, we should, you should take these down to Argentina and teach people about them. She's like, 
yeah, I don't think anybody wants mm. to use those. Like she still was, you know, subject of the of the stigmas, um, even for being progressive. So I think that the Latin world has a long way to go to be able to adopt these cups. And right. it's something that we're actively looking at. We do yeah. also have underwear. And of yes. course, that's that's an easier play. We just came out, came out with our super absorbency and it holds up to six pads or eight tampons mm. worth of flow. They're so comfortable. You're not wearing something bulky. So it's certainly something we, where we want to get the word out more. Yeah, I think um, to what you just mentioned, right? My, my mom was very open about talking my period, but the tampon was not one of them, right? Like it's more about like the pad. And yeah, if you don't find a parent to teach you, somebody will, right? Like when I remember Mm -hmm. the time my girlfriend actually taught me, I was like, probably would have been better for my mom too. But like you said, people at the end of the day, women, like it's already, it's such a whirlwind of an experience that what we're really looking for is comfort, but also to feel, you know, not, not to feel that shame. Right. So anything that we can do to kind of prevent those mishaps is always really important. Um, so I think like when you're describing it that way, and recently we went on vacation and, um, a friend has, um, a younger daughter and they had the underwears and that's just like a little bit easier also to travel with. I think when you're of that age, um, and I think, when I, one of the things that I read about or that Audrey shared your story is that when we're talking about period care, right. And we're talking about these third world countries, um, what we're not really thinking about is how that's going to set up women really from a power perspective of really understanding their bodies. And so when we are talking about you know, moms helping their daughters and like what you're talking about starting this at a younger age for anyone who hasn't gone down this road, I'm 43. So I haven't had the chance to, but I think when you're 20, 30, you're a little bit more comfortable, but we have a lot of moms who have daughters that are coming into this. What's that process like with young daughters? Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been pretty amazing, honestly. It was funny because my oldest daughter, when she started her period, she actually helped us develop our teen cup, which is smaller than our small cup. Mm -hmm. And that was wonderful, but she still wanted to try a tampon and pad first. She said, I know you own a cup company, mom, but I'm going to try a tampon. Then I'll try the cup. And it was funny. She didn't tell me when she, when she tried the cup and she finally tried it after she tried a tampon. And I think this was like the proudest moment I have (laughs) had as a mom um, and a really confirming moment, she came to me and she said, mom, I don't know why anyone would use tampons. Cups are so much more comfortable. And I just mm. thought, okay, if I can convince my own daughter, then we've made it. And my second daughter just started her period too. She, she's not comfortable putting cups on yet. That is totally okay. That's why we have the underwear. And what's amazing is I had actually asked her, have you started your period yet? And she says, I don't know, because I wear your saltware every day. She had just started discharging a lot, which happens as you get closer to getting your period, you have increased discharge. And she was throwing away pairs of underwear because she said, what is this white stuff on it? You know, discharge is another taboo topic. And I said, you should start wearing our salt underwear every day. So she did. And she started her period. She didn't even know. And what's amazing about that is that all of us have had these embarrassing moments, like you mentioned, you know, where you're bleeding through your pants because you start your period and you don't know it and you're putting the sweater tight around your waist or you have to have an embarrassing moment at school. And I realized my daughters will never have that. And the teens that start wearing this underwear, 
as a backup or as an everyday, we'll never have to have that experience. So what I feel like I'm really selling is confidence and freedom, especially mm -hmm. for young girls who are in these really formidable points of life as they grow in their teens. And to be able to give them that confidence that they can take control of their bodies is yeah. just amazing. And I see it all the time with the developing nations where we send our products to, we send them to Nepal and to Africa and to Latin American countries, you know, in some of the poorest and most rural areas. And, you know, our customers say that our products are life-changing, but when you see somebody in Africa that says, I no longer regret being a girl, it just tugs at your heartstrings. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I think you're, like you said, you're, giving confidence in a way that we don't even realize we need sometimes as you're saying that I, I truly remember this. I mean, I don't, maybe around fifth or sixth, but as women, we can help each other, right? Like if somebody has a miss, I'd be like, Hey girl, let me help you. But when you're all young and you don't even know what's going on, I still remember this young girl in front of me sitting in my class. And as she got up, everything came down and all she did was throw books oh. on top of it and ran out. Mm -hmm. but even oh. as girls, we couldn't help her because all of us were like, you know, and so to what you just said is like, I could totally see that being something. Um, yeah. And I think it's so important. Like you guys are talking about uh, just awareness of our bodies because to be able to help our daughters with their periods. So my story is that when I was, I got my period when I was 11 and my mom thought That's it was young. early. That's really yeah. young. And my mom didn't expect it. And I was, so I was like crying, like what's going on with me. And then I remember the shame I felt when my dad's like, so how are you enjoying your new life? And I wanted to like, just bury my head under something. But as I'm older and the cup helped me feel so empowered because I learned so much even about how much I bleed since wearing mm -hmm. the cup. And as I started advocating for this on my social media, I even had women that would write me. One woman said to me, and I'll never forget this, how do you know where to place it? And how do you pee at the same time? And it just shows how uneducated we are about our own bodies and how to take care of our own bodies. So I love what you're doing so much. I took my cup to the Dominican Republic and I showed my mom down there. I showed uh, a friend of ours that, and they were just looking at it like, what is this really? Like, <laughs> and you put that where? <laughs> And I just feel so empowered by having a choice like this. This makes me want to be able to buy some of your products and give them to people I know in DR. Yeah. Yeah. As you're saying this, I'm thinking the same thing. There's been so many places. I'm from El Salvador and uh, my husband's from Honduras. So we go back a lot. And I'm thinking of a lot of places where this would be helpful, uh, which is like you said, a strong why, right? Now, sometimes I think we have really deep desires, really deep ideas, a strong why. And we don't think that, like, who are we to start these ideas, right? Who are we to start these businesses? Tell, can you share a little bit about that beginning stage? Did you think that, or like, how did you get started in making this the business that it is? Yeah, I would love to share that. I want to speak to what Audrey said really fast, and then I'll go into that story. But um, teaching women just that we have three holes down there. We were, you know, what each one does is the number one thing that we 
we teach when we go to developing nations. We have, you know, a poster with anatomy and I'm teaching Nepalese women and showing them, oh, you don't pee in the cup because this sits in the vaginal canal, you know, and that's the urethra and that's different. Um, and it's, it's just amazing at how empowered you feel when you start using a cup. It's something that's a byproduct of using a cup that we've noticed in so many cup users. They learn where their cervix is. They learn how much they're bleeding. They're not scared of touching themselves down there and like really understanding their bodies. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. The other thing I'll say is that they learn about the hymen too. Um, I just wanted to touch on this because this is such a taboo topic, especially in Latin yes. America and in other countries. And that's, oh, we don't want to use cups or tampons to break the hymen. And if there is something I could get a, on a soapbox on, it would be this. <laughs> and that's because the fear is that the hymen will be broken before marriage, right? And that that could be an indication that you've lost your virginity. And the hymen can be broken by riding a bicycle, it can be rode in, you know, broken through gymnastics. There's so many ways that it can break, and it often does for young girls. And I hate that that stigma exists because the only thing that indicates a loss of virginity is intercourse, and that's it. That's what it is. And if you haven't had intercourse, you are still a virgin, even if your hymen is broken. So I just want to put that out there. I wish that there could be more conversations and that this wouldn't be something that would be perpetuated, yeah, but it right. does in different countries, and we're very careful around different. Uh, cultural norms and and taboos around it, but we do like to educate people about that. Now, going to Sabrina's question now on how the journey started, I came from a technical writing background, so I really didn't know anything really extraordinary about periods coming into this. I really just wanted to provide a product that was better for so many people across the world, for my own daughters, for myself, and for my friends. And it was that strong why of really trying to solve period poverty across the world because I saw something this big, something as small as a little cup and said, this thing has the power to keep girls in school, to keep women providing for their families and to literally break cycles of poverty for generations. This is powerful. It lasts, we've actually stress tested our cups. They last up to 40 years, which means that if they don't lose their cup, it would literally last the average reproductive lifespan of the average woman one product, right? And, you know, a lot of people say, well, 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 do people in other countries, do they actually use the cups? You know, is this, is this something they'll actually take to? Yes. We have a over 90% success rate in some countries where you think there wouldn't, where it wouldn't have that success rate, like Asia and like Africa and so forth. And so it's, it's a huge why. And what there's, there's so many, ups and downs with entrepreneurship. And you really have to have that why to get you through it all because there's a lot and you have to have a lot of hustle and a lot of grit and you're working day and nights <laughs> to get your dream off of the off of the ground. So we started in 2018. I came from a technical writing background. My husband, who's also a co-founder, who is very much the unsung hero behind this. He knows just as much about periods as any woman, I think. And he started it along with me. And we just really had the vision to be able to get this out to the world. Uh, we have a 2% give back mission. We're a B Corp and we donate 2% of our revenues to donate products across the world and to fund educational scholarships for girls and then also help with environmental sustainability efforts. And uh, it's really what it makes, you know, makes us so passionate. But starting from that very beginning, I had never known anything about liquid you know, silicone injection molding. And you had to put up a hefty amount just to get two cups in two sizes, a small and a regular. They were each, you know, $25,000 to just 
etch those in steel to have a mold to do this, to do these cups. And so you had to be really, really solid in your design. We had a 3D CAD model that we designed. We probably went through 14 different design iterations. And I looked at all these different cups and cut them up. And I said, I kind of like this one. I kind of like this one. I hadn't found one that fit my anatomy really well. And one that I felt like I could really stand behind, which is why we decided to make something that was US made that was going to be ISO certified, something that was going to be FDA registered and something that we could really stand behind for for sending these products across the world that that came with 100% medical grade silicone without fillers and that was just a very high quality product and you know it was so tough to finally pull that trigger and say okay i think we got the mold right we had a focus group of about a thousand people that we'd assembled on facebook and we gave them each a free product and i was just anxious to hear how it was working for them and my emotions were going up and down depending on what they said you know if they said oh it doesn't quite fit or it's leaking on me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it doesn't work. Oh no. Mm. <laughs> and then they would say, oh wait, no, I got it to work. And this is, this is great. This is actually better than my other cups. And oh my gosh, this is really life-changing. And we started hearing those positive, you know, get that positive momentum and have those confirmations that what we put out was really great. And now it's wonderful to see because it's the number one best-selling cup in Target and on Amazon, you know, and, uh, and it's just an incredible cup for beginners. And alongside that, then our underwear also, which is, you know, taking some traction. And that was totally new to trying to develop a, an apparel product is completely different. We really had no experience doing it. But when you start from zero and you say, this is what we want to do. I had tried a bunch of different underwear out there. And I thought, you know, a lot of it absorbs really well but none of it really keeps me dry. And it still feels like I'm just wearing bulky underwear. I want it to feel super, super thin. And I want it to feel dry on me. And so what we did is we took three and a half years, you know, we went to different textile manufacturers and also took classes and developed the thinnest and driest and most absorbent gusset technology on the market right now. And, you know, a couple of years into it, people are starting to see that and say, oh my gosh, I tried your saltware. I expected it to be bulky, but now it feels like regular underwear. In fact, I like it so much. Do you guys make regular underwear? So <laughs> it's incredible. It's it's incredible to see that journey, but it, it takes time. And then it takes that feedback from the, from the customer. We're very close to our customers. Yeah. So to the women listening right now, I just want to say, I tried, I think three cups before I tried the salt and it was definitely my Goldilocks. I remember the moment I put it mm -hmm. in, I'm like, this feels fits perfectly. I don't feel like I have a thing on. I would never go back. I do also have your period underwear. And thank God, because I got my period the day I was flying to Italy and it was a long mm. flight and I didn't want to, you know, change my cup at a plane. <laughs> and I put on that pair of underwear and I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're, as I, I'm hearing you share the story, I think, cause like you said, what you know, you know, and what you don't know, you don't know, right? Um, I think a lot of the times it's so powerful to me to hear how really when one has an idea, like if not only if you're determined, but if you're willing to keep trying and innovating that like you could really come up with that. Three, two things that I heard that I just wanna share back and then um, so that our audience can get the wide picture here because a lot of the times I think we get stuck in these things we want to do and the first thing you say is well, I well I don't know that one you said the underwear took three years right so things don't happen overnight but also like you didn't know anything about a lot of what it meant to create this product and the second thing I heard you say was that 
you took classes. So even once you decide to do something and you're like, this is it, I think what I love about what you just shared is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the thought here is I actually don't have to know everything to get started. I'm willing to learn along the way, right? How do you create that mindset for yourself, your team, with your family, with your husband? I think it's starting with the ideal, what you want in a product, and then kind of working backwards and saying, okay, this is what I want it to do. How do I get there? And it's actually kind of a benefit coming from outside the industry. For those who are in the textile industry or those who've made period underwear before, they're probably so used to the same gusset technology or the same fabrics that are used or finishes and so forth that they can't really see outside the box because they're so entrenched. But since my husband and I came from, you know, we call it starting from stupid. (laughs) You say, this is what I wanted to do. How do we get there? So we actually looked at a lot of technology from the outdoor industry and brought it into the period underwear category. Like our technology on the top layer of our gusset is, has this hydrophobic and hydrophilic layer. So actually the water or the flow goes through these unique fabric channels and goes into an absorbent layer. And then it doesn't come back up. It doesn't allow it to come back up. And that's really technology that came from, you know, outdoor waterproof jackets and so Mm -hmm. forth. And so that are still breathable. So it was just interesting. I think that it's actually a great place to start, you know, coming from outside of an industry and just saying, how can I get the product that I want? Because it opens your worldview, it opens up your box, and you think about things differently than those who may have a lot of experience. So don't be scared of not having experience. Go and just find the experts. We worked with a lot of consultants. We talked to a forensic expert someone who is an expert in blood and fabrics and who had actually consulted with the FBI, right? Mm -hmm. And said, what do we need to do to, you know, ensure that the blood stays in the fabric, that it doesn't stain and so forth. And he gave us so many tips and there's, you know, that it doesn't require hiring people. It was actually pretty affordable to be able to look to consultants when you're first starting. So there's, there's so many tips in entrepreneurship, but it's really about problem solving until you get to the ideal that, you know, the consumer wants. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love that you got someone in forensics to help you with that. I would have thought about that. Yeah. Um, So I'm looking at you listening to your story, highly successful goal around the world, helping women, but you have a big family. I'm here with my three boys trying to do things. How do you balance? And I know there's no such thing as balance, but how do you do it? I love that you said no such thing as balance (laughs) because that's something I speak about a lot too is I don't believe in the work-life balance. I call it work-life integration. It's Mm -hmm. really about loving what you do so much that it's part of your life, that you integrate it. It's not something separate. Um, My two oldest daughters, for instance, traveled with us on our trip to Nepal to go teach about cups to the women there. You know, any, any place we go, we went to Sri Lanka together to go visit our manufacturer and they thought we were nuts. They said, you're bringing your six kids along. I was actually pregnant with my sixth child then. And I said, yeah, this is what we do. You know, I, if, if we're going to make this a part of our life, like we need, we need to make it work for our life too. And our kids are so important to us. The other thing that we did, um, especially as we look at empowering women and empowering women in the workforce, I'm a female entrepreneur. And I believe that as females, we can make our own rules. We don't have to exist within the traditional patriarchal structure for a workplace. And so we have things like unlimited PTO and vacation time where there's no questions asked. If you need to take time with your family, take that time, you know, as long as you're meeting your 
your business goals and deliverables and so forth, you can have the flexible schedule you want. We don't discount the pay for part-time hours because that truly affects women and especially working mothers. Because most companies, if you're working part-time, you get discounted rates than if you're working full-time. We say that shouldn't exist. You should pay people for their experience, not for their time devoted. And you can just prorate, you know, based on their hours. And so that really helps our working mothers on our team that may work half time or three quarters time so they can be with their family. The other thing that we did is we had young children and I had always been a technical writer in the background and had done that working from home, but I had never worked in an office full time before. And when that was required of me as CEO, my husband and I looked at each other and said, how can we make this work for our family without having to put our children in daycare? So we said, what if we bring in an in-office preschool and then we can see our kids during the day. We can be there for diaper changes and lunchtime and, you know, if they need us and, you know, still be able to do this business. And so we made the in-office preschool free to all of our employees. We dedicated a workspace. It was actually helpful for us for retention and recruiting because go figure so many other moms are in the same spot and childcare right. is so expensive. Right. And so we've had it, you know, since the second year of business, it's been one of the biggest benefits and it's such a win-win for both of our team and also for us. So we can explore all of those types of solutions, especially as female entrepreneurs, make it work for our life. And the last thing I'll say, just balancing family is, you know, my husband and I have really learned to equalize things together, right? Where we make up for each other, where he contributes to the household and to, you know, chauffeuring kids just as much as I do. We really, we really work in partnership and I couldn't do it without him. Um, it's been such a benefit to have him by my side and to be able to do this together as a family. Yeah. We love a man that helps empower women. Oh yes. Yeah. And I think he's a dad of five daughters, right? He wants to see that right. daughters yes. as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think as I, as I'm hearing you talk, when you're talking about little kids, right? Like we don't realize how much we have to kind of like mold ourselves as working moms sometimes into making things work. And that's why the balance feels off always, right? Even when you are just trying to make things happen. And I think um, one thing I'm learning about you, which I find so fascinating, and I'm just like, where can I create more solutions is it seems like you're, if there's a problem, you want to solve it because yeah. I think back from your workforce to the cup, like you're, it's like any woman's problem in the world. <laughs> and it's like, like totally out of the you. box thinking, out of the box mm -hmm. thinking for the solutions. I'm curious, how do you keep your mind so sharp? Oh goodness. Uh, I forget things all the time. I'm one of six kids. I'm constantly forgetting words. I'm like, what was that? I, I was going to go back to, um, what you talked about with problem solving, I really attribute that to my Latin heritage. I mean, anyone who comes from an immigrant family, how can I say this? <laughs> First of all, I'll say I'm the most patriotic person. And yeah. I think all immigrants are very, very patriotic for this country because they've seen other areas. We all, we all have so much patria for our own nations that we've come from, but we really appreciate what this nation of America offers and the freedoms that we enjoy. We don't take it for granted. And mm -hmm. because it offers so much opportunity, we learn to problem solve and we learn to push and to, you know, rise above where we came from and, and get to a place of affluence and get to a place of really providing for our families. That's why so many people come to this country, right? Is looking for opportunities. So that's a perspective specifically from here in America. But 
it is it is about that hard work and that resilience that I saw in my Latin heritage, right? My mom worked in a hanger factory in LA when she first moved here. Um, you know, she didn't have a visa at first, was sent back to Argentina, then was able to get a visa. And I, I watched her and her parents, you know, struggle even, even when I was a teen. You know, I helped my grandmother work in a veterinary hospital as a janitor. I helped her every day and saw her hard work and just appreciated and how much she appreciated the work and she appreciated this country um, and was so excited to get her citizenship. And I think that that just gives you a mindset of problem solving and also hard work that is, you know, I think is very unique to, to Latin Americans. And then my father-in-law, he moved to the States when he was 16 on a gymnastics scholarship. Um, his dad was a prisoner of war. They actually have like German heritage and they moved to Venezuela. His first language was German. His second language was Spanish and his third language was English. And he wrote all these textbooks on fitness and wellness and was a professor of kinesiology. And he did this all in his third language. Like you just see those examples of resilience and it's, you feel this weight and responsibility to be able to make something of their sacrifice because you stand on the shoulders of giants. Wow. That is fantastic. I am so inspired by that. It, You know, here on this podcast, we mainly speak to women that are first generation and we have mm -hmm. that, we have that grit, that determination. Mm -hmm. We grew up watching our parents work ethic and it's amazing what we can do when we set our minds to it. Absolutely yeah. in love with your story and your determination and yeah. your vision, most of all. And I really see how this business, it's not just this business and you're not just the CEO, but it's a mission that you've created for your life and your family shares in that vision. Yeah. I, I love hearing that because I think we own, um, we're in the hospitality, so we own restaurants and the same thing, like people will sometimes be like, oh my God, you must like never see each other. And it's further from the truth. We're always together. The four of us I have two kids. So we're always together and the kids go to see sites with us. They go see vendors with us and they're six and eight now. So it's kind of all they know. <laughs> and um, when we are going to be in a busy, like let's say stage or phase of the business, I communicate to them. My husband communicates to them about like what that's going to look like, how it's going to make their schedules a little different, how, you know, our day-to-day -day is going to change for that temporary part of what's going on. And, and they really do, you know, mold. And also I'm curious to see just so like those people who'd be like, Oh, you know, you're, we work with your husband, you're married. I, I think I was telling Audrey, I was like, you know, we, my husband and I, we're always talking about business, but it doesn't feel like that's a problem because it's just who we are, right? Like we're always trying to understand how to move our family. It's always integrated with how we're moving our goals and our family forward. So what does that look like for you being, you know, working side by side with your husband and then that, the way that you kind of described your relationship? It's not for everyone. Not everyone can do it. I've learned, but it's worked for us and I'm really grateful for it. In fact, I think it's been one of the best things for our marriage because we've learned communication. We learned business principles. We are part of a coaching program for mm -hmm. business that we do together. And so we have all those shared learnings together. Sometimes it's tough too. And you're just speaking business and you forget, oh yeah, we're also married and we got to yeah. make sure and, and nurture that marriage. But it's been incredible to make it a family affair. Um, it's fun to see my daughters participating in our teen videos, educating other teens about our products 
for being, you know, as excited. I had my, my eight-year-old daughter said, when can I use a cup? (laughs) And the older ones were like, you'll get there. It's fine. (laughs) But it's just, it's been so fun to be able to have it be such a family affair. And I think that is common to Latinos too, where, you know, everybody contributes to the health of the family because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're blood, we're family and, and we all rise together. So I think it's very much that mindset. I love love this conversation. I have been a huge fan of yours and salt since I started with my cup and I'm grateful to you and what you do and for your generosity with your time today. And also Sheree is gifting our VIP members for the self-made mujer conference with a pair of period Mm -hmm. underwear. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yay. So we only so have like, what two tickets left, Sabrina? For the we VIP only have night? two tickets for the VIP night, and um, yeah, we only have two tickets left. So make sure that you get that. I am now thinking. You know, what's really interesting is I was when you said that about how like your daughter doesn't know. It goes the flip side, right? Because I'm sure my mom would kill me, but like she's already gone through menopause, but she still sometimes is always still buying panty liners. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, every so often, you know, like there's still like something that comes down discharge or whatever. And now I'm like, I had to get my mom one of those <laughs> so yeah. she can stop buying the the panty liners. <laughs> um, so yeah. like you said, a lot of the women that wear them for just the discharge. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's that process of like getting comfortable with who we are without that uh, feeling, right. A lot of why that happens is because we just don't feel comfortable. Um, and so I love that. And you have really inspired me. Oh, I was just going to, I was just going to add that what you spoke of, especially when you're talking about bladder leaks, that has even more taboos than periods. And that's Mm. the next, the next area I want to tackle is incontinence, Mm. because just like you said, you know, our, our aging parents or, yeah. you know, anyone who's had six kids and has tried to jump on a trampoline and, or sneeze and you pee a little, like yeah. we, we need this absorbency really every day. As yeah. soon as we get puberty from discharge through periods, through postpartum care, you know, through bladder leaks and, and menopausal, we really need this underwear. So we're trying to um, educate our customers about that, that it can be used for every day, which is why we cared so much about making it feel super comfortable, like regular underwear. So you really couldn't tell about the bulk. So I, I love that. I and, love that. um, and I'm excited to be able to get that underwear, um, to your conference. And I was going to say for any uh, users listening today, there's also code dreamlab 20. If you want 20% off any product on salt.com for your listeners. And we have, different collections of underwear. We have seamless underwear for under leggings. We have comfort. It's called our comfort collection that you can sleep in with beautiful boy short with an extended gusset. We also have kind of an everyday cotton collection and we have discs and we have cups and anything that you would need for a fully reusable period. We were really trying to fill the space to get to be a one-stop shop for anybody who wants to go zero waste and who wants to go fully reusable. So you have both options. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I'm really curious. This is just a good question because I think the most uncomfortable time I have ever worn a pad has been after birth. Are these underwears you can wear after birth? Yes. In fact, I wore underwear for the first time with my last one. And you know, anyone who's given birth, you get those hospital undies that are like the mesh with like the monster pads. 
and you're trying to heal down there and they're the most uncomfortable thing. It feels like you're sitting on a log yep. when you're so, <laughs> so much pain. And so I wore our boy shorts, which are in heavy absorbency. We also have a super absorbency. Um, we have a sleep short that's coming out in a week, which I'm really excited about. But I wore the with those postpartum, not for my first two days where you're just kind of gushing, but afterward, as, as I was healing, you can't put inserted products in while you're healing. And I literally cried and I called my team and I said, these are the most amazing things. I have never had such a good postpartum experience with their underwear. So yes, I would vouch for them fully um, for postpartum care. I and love comfortable that. for C-section moms as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm inspired. And now I'm like, where can I go solve some problems right. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that can help the world and women? Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Just for those who want to continue to learn about you and the company, can you just share with us where they can follow you? Yeah. So they can follow us at salt.com. We're also on Instagram at saltco and also on TikTok and, you know, all the social platforms. And then we also have products that you can buy off shelf and target stores nationwide. And we have our underwear there recently too. And some target stores also CVS and coming soon to Walgreens. And then we've just expanded into Whole Foods also and REI. So you can find us in several locations. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sabrina and Aji. Bye.